Psycho Killer. Yeah. It's like, it's, this is the song for the warm-up. I don't know the words, so I can't sing along. Just keep saying fa. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Fa 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 la la. Keep fine. Psycho Killer. Cindy Lopper. Something like that. <laughs> Wait, this is just turning into We Didn't Start the Fire. Huh. Yeah, yeah. We didn't Cindy Lopper. What does Cindy Lopper have to do with any of this? <laughs> Look, if you're going to be ignorant, Kyle, I don't need to explain it to you. Fine, I will be ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into an alternate universe. The Cindy Lauper universe. Mm. Edge of Lauperverse. When Cindy Lauper killed the Marvel Universe. That's right. That's is her right? Girls just want to kill everyone. I mean, I think that's actually pretty much true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fair. <laughs> and fair. Whew. How uh, how noise proof is that room, Bry? There's a one bead of sweat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Uh-oh. it's a giant Uh-oh. bead of sweat. That's <laughs> yeah. as big as his head. Yeah, <laughs> it just falls on my head and I drown in it. Yeah, yeah. And that's how yeah. it happens. Oh, water, yeah. water tension. Help yeah. me. Yeah. But the rest of his body is bone dry. What could have done it? Embarrassment. Oh, Anime yeah. embarrassment. I think the best kind of embarrassment, to be honest. This may appear to be only monkey business. But in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Zero Issues Comic Podcast! Excelsior! So welcome to the episode. We're here. I guess that's in it. Cool. Great. Good for me. We're somehow in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's something in there. It's the juice. It's the juice that's <laughs> it's in there. It's funny. It's funny how many times we start an episode and then there's a moment. Oh, there's something in there. Yeah, oh, it's no. fine. Look, look. <laughs> a, we, lot of, a lot of confidence. You know, it's just those uh, those false starts that I think uh, mm. our audience craves. Yeah. They, they like to not know where we're going or when we're going to get there or if we're going to get there. It's really a road trip kind of a podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Speaking of which, let's talk about psychopaths. Okie dokie. <laughs> Wait, what? Welcome to the warm up. So, I, I threw this into our conversation, our ongoing conversation, mm-hmm. the idea of like talking about psychopaths and serial killers in comics. Yeah. And we really not, we didn't expand on that at all. Who knows if we all came at it from a different direction? I don't know. I mean, that's often the case. That could be fun, though. Variety. Yeah. That's often what happens, yeah. I feel like it's that's called the zero issues magic, I think. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Marvel method, but it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all given a prompt, and uh, one of us maybe understands what they meant by it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's the person who, who suggested it in the first place, but there's no hard and fast not always, saying that not that's always. the case. No, yeah. no not the at all. The thing is, the beauty is, every episode starts with that Excelsior, and that's to signal that uh, if we did a bad job, Stan Lee's going to yell at us, but if we did a good job, <laughs> he's going to take credit for it. <laughs> At no point do we get candy. I, I no. assume his old man pockets are just full of those strawberry candies with the strawberry wrapper. Ooh. You know, I <laughs> Let's don't mind see what them. Stan Lee's got in his pocket for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take one. 
Oh, that's my one regret in life is that Stan Lee never gave me a strawberry candy out of, uh, you know. Never told me to reach into his pockets and grab whatever yeah. I wanted. He did, he did take credit for the invention of them, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no. Ouch. Anyway, update Wikipedia. Anyone listening to this, update Wikipedia. <laughs> Look, yeah. strawberry starts with an ST. My name starts with an ST. Excelsior, yeah. I owned it. And made they it. Up, they called them strawberries. <laughs> what did they call them? <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> I love that there's a hand oh. motion to go with it. I mean, yeah, there's Lees in there. It was like Lee, but you could also, you could get your ultimate revenge, and it has Lees at the end, so you could steal it. You could steal from oh. the the champ. A steal from the stealer. Anyway, we're talking about psychopaths. So, <laughs> and revealing that we may be them. You decide. Yes. So, I think, obviously, we could start with the Joker. Oh, really? I was, I was going to tar- start with Jason Voorhees. <laughs> oh, all right. But then I thought about it. There. Well, I mean, there, there was a Wildstorm comic. Uh, it was, yeah, that's yeah, true. It was, it's true. It's Why would I lie? Like, What would I have to gain from Look, from I'm lying? not questioning Kyle. I'm not questioning. It seems like, like you are questioning Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> Speaking in third person. Just mm-hmm. eat some of these strawberry leaves. They'll put you at ease. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank God. Yes. More things Jeez. that rhyme with my last name. Oh, yes. no. It's also Fleas. Please. So what, what happened in this Wildstorm oh, comic? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just picked it as a bad example. Oh, my because, God. Not, there, because there, it's a bad example. Because Jason isn't really a... Is he a psychopath? Or is he a zombie? Or is he... Uh, what is he? What is Jason? What That's am Jason? Question. Well, then there's... Yeah, I, as I started to kind of go through this, there is that differentiation of that sort of thing and then in a lot of these characters really actually at the top i wrote any characters from comics in real life would be psychopaths sure. um, or have multiple mental health issues going mm-hmm. on and it's just a matter mm-hmm. of what because none of, but there's that suspension of yeah the <laughs> suspension yeah the, it's sorry, all sorry, mental sorry, health sorry 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 uh but, uh, like, there's that suspension of disbelief and just things kind of work that way in comics. But, like, the Joker, when he first came out, was, like like a lot of the comics at the time, a lighter gag sort of thing. Just yeah, a foil for a goof. And... Yeah. <laughs> Pulling the boners and a Joker boner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't choke on the Joker boner. Continue. Anyways. But then later on, you get to, like, 70 you get to neil adams time right. and he becomes more a little bit harder edged more realistic right and more more dangerous and you're actually and starting you get... to really fear choking on that joker boner yeah, yeah you're yeah, like yeah. oh he's actually gonna make me do it boner right. i don't even know her oh anyway. my <laughs> yeah um yeah uh i was thinking of someone like like uh mr zaz certainly who, like if if you right. think that that the Joker is a psychopath, then then this guy he just kills people and then marks them on his body, like uh like uh, like a psychopath. Yeah, like a goddamn psychopath. Like this guy, there's nothing like quirky and fun about him. Even he's just he's just a murderer. And I think that part of it is like literally just feeling like literally no empathy, no sense of right or wrong, yeah. nothing. Just you know. You just like hurting people and just being an absolute. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, sometimes and psychopath I think, like, is conflated. 
no, yeah. continue. No, like a lot of the characters in comics would easily fall oh, absolutely. under that. Like yes. any of the assassin characters, you have Bullseye, Electra, Crossbones, Deathstroke, Deadshot, like all of those kinds of characters mm. would easily fall under that because it, it's, yeah. and even the ones that, uh, what's his name? I'm totally blanking on his name. Like they did it more in the MCU, like the, uh, the Wakandan Black Panther because he marked his oh, uh, body, Killmonger. Killmonger. He yeah. marked oh, Killmonger. his body with, with everybody, with every one of his kills. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the same thing. But yeah, is he considered a psychopath? I'd say that like, looks cooler. But what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, I mean those those were in, <laughs> well, in service of you know country oh, yeah. and yeah, exactly. whatever. And that's there's, different. There's no that's totally different in the military. Yeah, they're fine. Nope. Right. Nope. Oh yeah, no, not one. <laughs> Well, and that's no when way. I. So then, here's my question, and this was one of the questions I wrote down for this: it, Would you consider the Punisher a serial killer? Absolutely. Well, yeah. Big time. Okay, that's the end of the episode. No. <laughs> I mean, like, doesn't is it about being da, a psych- da, like da, 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 he's da. literally a serial killer? Whether or not you you know feel like he's uh, warranted in what he does, he's yeah. still a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would say it's the same as like Sin Eater. Who, you know, yeah. true. You know, I'm killing villains. Uh that's exactly what the Punisher does, but it's you know, all it's levels true. of villains. Well, and there's like it's actual serial killers in real life that think they're doing the morally correct thing mm-hmm. and they they're yeah, justified. Like yeah. That's real. Right. Sure. Yeah, with it with his lab. And his sister. She's silly. Speaking of labs, uh, one of the most recent, I would argue, complete psychopaths would be Mr. Henry McCoy, uh, the Beast, who is at this point just an absolute psychopath. Like, he is just, he, he's convinced himself he's doing what needs to be done to protect okay, yeah. the Okay, yeah, explain race, this to me, because I, I have not, I have not kept up with yeah. it. Yeah. He won't. He won't explain it to you, is the thing. <laughs> he, he basically... I tried this last week. He's gone, like, full mad scientist in a way where he just like kills people and manipulates people he literally has an army of wolverine clones that he is commanding to like kill people around the world in order to like protect krakoa and protect the mutants according to him but he's just absolutely cold-blooded completely uninterested like he doesn't care at all about anyone's well-being he just you know he has a goal and he's going to do it which is being sort of written as if, like, people are basically... It's sort of indicated almost like, no, this is him. This is who he's always been kind of a thing deep down. Almost seems like the vibe they're going for, which I obviously can't... Like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't like, you just know what ignore I mean? the character development of yeah. 50 years of... yeah. But it, the thing is, it is coming from... He has not been very stable for a couple of decades now, like mm. post Morrison, mm-hmm. really, where he started to like demutate and he was like messed with with psychics in some capacity. Yeah. And, you know, he was really struggling with with who he is and his identity. And, and you know, he, you know, I would say he's does also he use a litter box or does he go? Outside? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, he like further mutated. he messed with himself again. Like he literally brought the the, the past original five X-Men to the future so he could sort of cure himself and stabilize his mutation that was going out of control, um, which might have been, a, an in, in hindsight, a pretty psychopathic move, like altering the time stream to save himself. 
So, you know, there's a, a certain thing, like maybe there's a weird descent happening or, you know, maybe they could just say he took some, some he took some kick. He inhaled a little some sublime. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he he's been off since then. And, and he listened uh, to sublime. It. Yeah, he's yeah. listening to sublime. And frankly, if you listen to those lyrics, uh, maybe a bit of a psychopath. Mm. <laughs> that's right. He's a bit of a, he's, he's becoming a bit of a bad fish. <laughs> Which are, which has two meanings. One, that they are a bad version of fish, and two, yeah. of course, the song Bad Fish. Yes. Yeah. And what's his number? I believe it's fifty-four forty-six. The this is gonna end on, I can tell. It's going to be Beast and his other Beast clones, because he also has clones of himself that are doing his bidding. Very cool stuff. But they're gonna play the song Bad Fish, but in the style of Fish as a cover band. And then everyone's gonna be like, you know what? We forgive you, and then he's just gonna be back to normal. And it's gonna just become an open jam because it's fish, and it's yeah. Three, they're gonna, three, they're three gonna hours hear long. that, and they're gonna decide that they forgive him. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? He needed to get out of his system. That's all. That's what it is. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have a dream, and if you can't achieve it, you go a little. What is Professor X going to get on his high horse about uh, somebody having a dream? And going the wrong direction in pursuit of that dream. Yes, he will, because Professor X loves being on his high horse. I can't wait. (laughs) All right, to do Um, a jump to the other rails. Um, Might as well jump. Might as well jump. (laughs) When I think of serial killers in comics, I have to... There's a nod, definitely, to the Sandman comics. So there's that right. story in the Sandman and it's, and it's done in the series as well. Now the, the TV series where it's um, an actual convention of serial killers. Oh uh, yes. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like all these serial killers getting together under the, like the idea that it's a convention, not really telling everybody what, obviously what it is. And you just have to be in the know and, of course, they're it's looking like for the Corinthian. It's like thinly veiled, as I recall, yeah, the theme yeah, of it yeah. was just like, oh, I see, it's a joke, but it's like... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's probably the most realistic sort of approach that I've ever seen in comics, of that idea right. of, like, these are real... Really? Yeah, well, just like in that real, like, it's actual people who are just demented in and, and twisted in that way that would do that, but it's that idea of, like, oh, always looking... Because there is always with serial killers that for a lot of them that like they keep trophies and they want to be known and yeah you know it's yeah. like it's a bigger thing and then it's like oh convince like connections with other serial killers oh i'm such a big fan of yours and sort of thing it becomes like it's twisted into yeah. like a fan like a fictional thing but it's at the same time it's it seems it's written realistically of like how people might react I would I'd like to see well I would want to be very far away from it um <laughs> but like like a like you know a couple serial killers actually getting together and like talking shop like what would that actually look like yeah would it be close to that or would it be like insert the know, friends they, theme It's just going to be that South Park bit, like the, the so no one told thing. you I was gonna eat your legs. Chomp, 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 and that's uh, just a <laughs> shot of them eating it like a corn on the cob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> splashing around in that fountain. And... It's full yeah. of blood. Oh, of course. They're sitting on that couch, and it's made of human skin. <laughs> 
It's all there. It's all there. I mean, that was uh, Leatherface. Right Leatherface itself. brought right. it from from Texas when he moved to the big before he moved mm-hmm. to the big mm-hmm. city. That's right. He's he's the Phoebe. Phoebes? Huh? Skull? Oh yeah, it's my mom's. Oh my god! Oh, I think he's obviously the Phoebe. <laughs> that that's his yeah. killer name, the Phoebe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leather Phoebe. <laughs> At Monica's, you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> For the main idea of this episode, it seems to me that, if not the whole world, then at least this this particular group of individuals is, has been in a bit of a funk lately. And Aye. we seem to think that everything's terrible, and everything will be terrible forever. And what I would like us to focus on this week is the idea that, no, things will not be terrible forever, and don't worry, there's good stuff coming, and good stuff is happening, and let's just, let's just focus on the good. Let's be like Little Nicky, and, uh, and, and focus on the good. Little Nicky. Yeah, in his, in his great film, Little Nicky. Oh, oh, that Little Nicky. Okay. What Little Nicky did you think I was talking about? Oh, that Nicky, I just wanted you to explain it. Yeah, little Nicky, as played by not by- not a tiny Nicki Minaj. No, <laughs> if only. Mm-hmm. Like one of those, uh, what are they called? Like bonsai buddies or something? Like the little, uh, it was like a little screensaver sort of buddy that would hang yeah. out on your desktop. Yeah. It was, was definitely some sort of virus, but just like a little one of those. That's a mm-hmm. little Nicki Minaj, but she like she helps you and like helps you write letters and stuff. You know, computer I'm stuff that you do. Crazy. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I just got a, a text. This was all uh, Martin Scorsese texted me, and he just said, uh, this is all seeming very uh, shallow and commercialized, and he wanted to remind everybody that all of this was based on the French film La Petite Nikki, uh, which is actually... <laughs> which is actually... Uh, Starring like a, Le, Petit, Le Petit Nikki. Yeah. It, it got like a, a two-month-long standing ovation at, at Cannes, so... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I believe it's I believe it's pronounced Kana's. Oh, yeah. James Conn. James Conn's, yeah. yeah. At James yeah. Conn's house. It's James Con- James mm. Conn's house. Yeah, exactly. That's what killed well, him. Okay, I think I I think I've said stuff like this before, but I think it bears repeating. Just the yeah. idea of it's like with the internet, we get so sucked into a little bubble of time, and this is all that's happening. And if it's not what I want, then I get angry, or. If it's something like a Martin Scorsese, which I get, like he has some valid points, but at the same time, he seems to be forgetting that film is cyclical, like all art and like all culture, it often is cyclical and they go through certain things. We have Westerns that were really big for a certain period and there was 800 Westerns that came out and then... The 80s hit, and it, or even the 70s, like gangster things became the big thing, and just kind of that Serpico sort of thing. Then the 80s hit, and, and you know, we have uh, Schwarzenegger movies and Stallone movies, and they're like the big roided up action stars, and everybody had, like, and there were a billion of those. Yeah. And then the 90s hit, and it was all about animals who were told that they couldn't play sports, but then they checked <laughs> exactly. the rule book. Turns out there's not a rule that says that this starfish can't be exactly. in the World Series of poker. It had sunglasses. <laughs> Starbud. Isn't that what it's called? 
Yeah, yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah Starbucks. <laughs> but but then we get to the '90s, and it's Matrix was the big. Yeah. You always had that breakthrough movie or two that like changed somebody's mm-hmm. idea, and then everybody jumps on. Yeah, Speed and Speed yeah. Two. Yeah, uh, and then everybody does that sort yeah. of thing, and then you just have that sort of stuff. And it's, I think it's become a little more focused. I think, and that's more because of just the film industry has just become. Yes. I, I never really thought about it until I read an article and they, they broke it down really interestingly of like what used to come out from year to year, how many movies would be coming out from each studio and what they would actually yeah, way in, less. Well, way, way more, but they wouldn't be, here, here's your, a couple of big blockbuster summer things they would oh, do, they wouldn't be but dead. then yeah, they yeah, weren't, yeah. there's the temple yeah. ones and then they'd have like 15 yeah. other like per studio or 20 right. or whatever, like smaller ones, you'd have the rom-com, you'd have like five comedies, you'd have this and that. And some, and they would all be lesser budgeted sort of thing. And they were expected to do that. And it's like, we just have this expectation. They all have to do Titanic numbers. And like, that's not going to yeah. happen. And it, it's never going to happen. Like, you're not going to get Endgame every Marvel movie. Now, when you say Titanic numbers, do you mean numbers like Titanic yes. would do? Exactly. Oh, ah, yes. I'm, I'm for real. I'm for real yeah. asking. No, I think like the that's. Thing is, I, I'm not I, just being I, a smartass. Not that that's where it started, but I think that that's where a big part of it comes from, like Titanic, and they were like, "Oh, this is possible. Oh my God, we need right. to do more of these." And it just started to kind of build up. So then, like, I get it that Scorsese is upset that it's not like hardcore filmmaking, but there is like. It's just not done by big studios. Like you just got to go elsewhere. There's so much good, so many good movies coming out. If you just look elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm looking at it this way. I just looked into it for, for a second here, looking at the number of like movies, like theatrical movies released, um, like in North America yeah. over the past like 20, you know, from 2000 to 2022. And if you look at 2000, 371, and I believe they mean like domestic, you know, probably like wide releases in or whatever like releases in in North America. Uh 2001 it was 355. It went up to 480 in 2002. And then it just for the most part just kept going up. Yep. There was little ebbs and flows here. The peak was 2018 and there was 873. So that has like hmm. doubled to tripled. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that the level you there was almost tripled. From the amount of movies that came out, but then if you like look at years prior. what the it's, I think, and it's, then COVID happened and it went yeah. right back down. But then you have like what what did of what ba- like Warner Brothers Studio? What did they do? They're going to have their big couple that they focus on, and then a handful of others. It's these smaller companies that are starting to these smaller studios like A twenty four and all these other studios yes. that start to step up and go. You know what? There's a huge right. gap in the market, and there's yeah. hardcore, fantastic filmmakers that want to make stuff, but 20th yeah. Century Fox or whoever is not, or Fox, like, they don't even exist anymore, but Disney will not pay for that sort of thing, so let's go elsewhere. Right. And that that's the hope that I have, is that, like, you know, it's been an interesting time. You see, even the last couple of decades, like, if you look at, if you were to look at, like, the 70s and the 80s and stuff, like, how many movies came out a year, it would probably be even less yeah. than it was in, like, the early 2000s, and it skyrocketed because everything was, like, and, you know, comic book movie effect, for sure, because there was an absolute ton of them. You know, they may say there's diminishing returns, but I think it's maybe more that, you know, that they're going to not... Hopefully they've learned that if they're not making huge profits off of ones that are clearly rushed out where they're, like, 
just whipping the VFX artists to yeah. stop them from falling asleep because uh, you need to fully render Bodoc's butt. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, that like, stuff. You look you look back to, to what we were talking about last episode about how like the the WGA got a lot of what they were looking for and yeah. you know, being able to have people in a room and actually writing and and not not limiting what they can make and so you know, forcing them to, to work two or three jobs, not being able to focus on the one thing that they want to do well, uh you know, good things. Good things are hopefully coming as as a result yeah. of that strike, and it means it means better movies and better TV. Because uh, things did suffer the last yeah. couple of years. Big we did have some stinkers. I think that honestly, things had been. Um, that's just the way I look at it. Is that things had been just increasing at such an unsustainable rate like it was more and more every year like every franchise that was successful it's like this is going to be like this many movies a year this many tv shows it was more and more and more it was too much to keep up with i think it was uh and honestly was getting some of them are getting a little weaker because it was a such such a quantity of quality well and that's but that's that's corporate that's corporate culture and that's how they do it i've worked for companies and i've been in it's growth. It's, it's always, always growth. growth. It's always growth. So we just we did this last year. We have to do number on number. We have to do an increase. It was like, but it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. It just you can't keep. Well, we can. We did it three years in a row because you were lucky. Yeah. And do you? They're creating their own booms and busts yeah, without realizing exactly. that they're doing that. Yeah. You can have things be sustainable. You're doing the '90s comic bubble right here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's just like, let's cash in as much as possible right now, now, now. And and I think like being forced to slow down a bit. And honestly, some of the movies and stuff coming out were maybe, especially effects wise, things weren't quite up to snuff mm-hmm. and things seemed like they were kind of rushed out. Yeah. I mean, like, I think a lot of that was sort of being developed and produced when COVID was happening and that probably had an impact as well. And I'm hoping that they focus more. I think that could be a very good thing if they focus more on, on, you know, telling a putting out a good movie and putting actual full effort into it and maybe it'll have like longer legs in the box office if every two yeah. weeks there's not another giant blockbuster movie coming out mm-hmm. because it, those used to be very expensive and you know would actually they carry the box office expensive. for a long they're still very expensive but they don't have any room to breathe anymore because there's another one out every week yeah. so mm-hmm. of course it's diminishing returns you're spending a lot of money on stuff, yeah. and it, people don't have infinite money to go to the movies yeah. all the time. The reason Titanic did so much money is it carried the box office for a long time. Yeah. And it also it came at a time when there was no streaming. You were, you could just rent. Yeah. Like, we've got a very different marketplace now, and I think they're having a hard time yes. shifting to that new reality. And I get it that it's right. not easy to figure that out, but you can't expect the same numbers when, you know, like three quarters of the people or more can just stay home and watch it. Like what? Like even yeah. I, like I'm, I love movies, but I, I don't go to the actual cinema very often anymore. Like it's just not, right. not a thing. No, I, I mean the, the amount of times I've gone for a movie that wasn't based on a, on a pre-existing property. Right. Like a comic yeah. book in the last five years is probably like, I would say I don't know, three or mm-hmm. four times. Yeah. Like that includes the uh the Green Knight movie, right? Because that was that was based on a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you were saying that and I, mean, I immediately thought Green Knight. I went and saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we exactly. went and saw that. Went and saw 
When saw Heavy Metal, that was also based on a comic. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, there's a lot of great comics they could be mining that aren't just superhero stuff building a big franchise. There's yeah. plenty of good stuff they could yeah. keep mining. And then, you know, that's my hope anyway is that, um, you know, that that's kind of right in a way where these comic movies aren't going away. I'm not, I don't think Martin Scorsese is necessarily, you know, he says a lot of stuff. It's not all right. I don't think it's all correct. I you know I think he's I think he's that... coming at it from a different viewpoint of the idea of yeah. of cinema as an art and I agree with parts of what he's saying that it's like we're Absolutely doing it too. more as a product and it has to come out on a schedule to to create this thing and it's like well yeah I get that point but it doesn't I was I, weirdly I was I was at a social event earlier today and there was some people that mm-hmm. are like hardcore film people and he had. Like he's a, he's a British dude, and he's really into like British independent cinema. And he's trying to talk to me about that, and then he said something about he goes, "I just watched over, I think, I guess it was over the pandemic or whenever. Um, I just watched Star Wars for the first time, like watched all of them." He said, hmm. "I don't know, I don't know okay. if he'd never seen it or if he just all of the Star so it was Wars. the idea. He was like, and it was garbage. I hated it." And I was like, okay, but like, which ones? And we started going, and like, and he liked certain ones or whatever. He didn't like the actual, like, A New Hope. And I was like, really? Okay, hmm. whatever. But I'm like, it's not, it's not Citizen Kane and it's not The Godfather. There's that. You can have The Godfather. Right, it's Flash but, Gordon. Yeah, oh, it's just but Flash you can Gordon. have Star Wars yeah. and you can have The Blues Brothers and you can have like comedies and you can have rom-coms. They all have different things you can have those two things you can have star wars and the blues brothers yeah that's and that's it. it that's all you get they're, they're different they're different, they're different tones, tones. They're it's different like tones. listening to classical but then also liking rap and also liking punk it's like being like i hate the color blue yeah. it's like well it, don't yeah. don't look up like what do you hate about <laughs> no! it it's like these things can exist in the same universe because you are not a big fan yeah. does not mean that they need to be removed exactly mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah 100 I think that he's not wrong about everything, certainly. I think that a lot of comic movies are terrific. And I think if you look at the box office, you know, as far as comic movies go over the past year or so, that that box office means anything, really. But it feels like audiences like Guardians 3 did really good, and it was really good. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse, yeah, obviously, was, was a big success. A and other ones didn't do quite as good because audiences were not... Yeah, either it doesn't necessarily speak to the quality of the movie, but it it I think the ones that have a, a strong creative voice and have an actual like like that are actually really good films that are actually really well executed, creatively driven yep. projects, I think, are are finding their audience and stuff that maybe people don't trust to do that, um, aren't doing quite as well right now. Yeah. And maybe maybe Martin Scorsese is getting what he wants. Maybe it's happening. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Good for him. Which I, t- but again, him. says that like literally, you know, maybe these comic movies that are coming out need to lean into that more, need to actually uh, wow people. Because like, again, I feel like a, the equivalent of a couple of like big, big, big summer blockbusters kind of movies coming out every year, if it's like 26 of them every year and they're all based on comic books. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are eventually going to get I, pretty picky about the ones they're actually going to yeah, go to see. My yeah, prediction is you're going to have... I, I'm hoping that happens. You're, in the next... Sometime in the next two years, you're going to have the next thing start. I think we're, we're hitting yeah. that the end oh. of that cycle. Like, like I said about getting from the 80s action movies and all of a sudden Matrix happens and it reinvents right. that action-y kind of thing. Kung, Kung Fu. Fu. 
more of like the technology. Like it won't be that. It'll be something completely different. But it'll be like somebody goes, "Holy shit! Like what just came out that just did it?" And that that'll start. Yeah. But then also, like even even saying that, there was also like Tarantino stuff came out, and you had like that Pulp Fictiony sort of stuff, and you had all these flavors of different movies, yeah. and then you had uh, foreign cinema coming in. You had like oh, suddenly in our our world, the Crouch and Tiger Hidden Dragon hits, and you're like, "What is this? This right. is amazing!" And you like all these things are there. It's just we focus on like one or two things, and then that's it. Um, and from the big uh, Hollywood companies, you know what? Like if they don't, if all they're going to put out is that, that's fine. Then you're going to get diminishing yeah. returns. It's not, but there'll be plenty of other studios that are going to be doing really interesting stuff. Absolutely, and that that thing too. Even with uh, you know pre-COVID, things kind of went off a cliff a little bit as far as like movies getting released because obviously, yeah. but you know there might be like a ton of movies, like more movies than ever, getting produced and put out there. And you know, there's gonna be a ton of really really good stuff. There's gonna be a lot of really great stuff. And I think that hopefully people have can kind of cut through the noise and actually find that stuff because mm-hmm. it still exists. It always exists. That's the thing. It's like oh, everything's being ruined. No, somebody is making something amazing. So just, you just off, have to be able to find off it. the top of my head, and I'm just flipping through what I've I watch on a certain platform here. The Woman King was a phenomenal mm. movie. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yet. That's so good. Story, I was totally blown away. I was not prepared for it to be that good. I thought, oh, what is this? And I and I was is amazing. Uh, like acting, execution, everything was phenomenal. The Menu cool. is another fantastic movie. Oh, that was so that was good. Really so like good. Um, everybody was amazing. In yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, it was way di- more different than I expected. Like just, I was not prepared again for it. Yeah. Um, the last duel I just saw a little while ago as well. Mm. It's a couple years old, but, um, it's fantastically. I, I just watched the last voyage of the Demeter. If you like horse. Oh yeah. Like, I really enjoyed really? it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice, that's like literally really? based on like one chapter, one chapter, from, from, one little bit from Dracula. Out of, uh, the original Dracula by Stoker. Yeah. yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. that what happens on that that's ship. Neat. And it's, and they twist it around and like how, how it's kind of sure. depicted in the book from it. Cause it's from their viewpoint. Really well you done. You gotta make a full movie out of one chapter in a book. I mean, like. well, but then it's like you bolster those characters. That's the next big thing. That's the next <laughs> yeah, big thing. Go. It's going to be movies based on one take, chapter take of a his, book. Take like yeah. historically yeah. Uh, amazing books and then just break one little part. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the book is so good that we only need 124th of it to, to make mm-hmm. a truly compelling yeah. film. Or is it going to yeah. be Barbie? It's it, like taking toys and making politically minded movies. Yeah. It was really good. I, it was. Oh, Yeah. Everyone, I still haven't seen that. Yeah. I still haven't seen that. I'm very. I we yeah. We had a few plans to see it and then bo- got sick uh, each time. So that was cool. So uh, that's still on my wa- to watch. But literally everybody I know seems to say it was really. It good. was yeah. So. And you know I wasn't expecting it. I'm like oh it's Barbie. This could go really bad or really good. And it was done very well. Like it enough of a nod to itself being ridiculous. Right. The idea of what that represents and how it represents one thing to some people and one thing to another group of people. And it's like, Mm, and it, it, but it shows you though. Yeah, it's what should be, what should be at face value, the most crass commercial, like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, no, like it doesn't have to be. Anything can be, be, yes. Like anything can be a really good movie as long as it's like made like a good movie and it's not. Yeah. It's all a matter of letting creative people literally do what they want to do Bingo. and see it through with yep. uh, without being 
mess and with. even even then sometimes sometimes a thing you know it could have the best intentions in the world and yeah, it could yeah. stink totally that's okay too like you know you look you look at eternals one of those movies where they actually the studio gave the director a lot of leeway in what yeah. they could and couldn't do and you know despite it all that movie kind of stunk and that's fine too that's it's okay I don't know. I don't know if I'm misquoting it or it's fine because it's Eternals. Well, no but cares. no, like misquoting. I think <laughs> I want to say it's David Bowie that says this, but it could be somebody else. And I just want to attribute to David Bowie. But it's the I. Well, don't worry. David Bowie yeah, will correct exactly. you if, he'll uh, come if back you got it wrong. He'll come back and he'll be like, "Yeah, Merck was wrong." No, it's just the idea <laughs> that in order to make good art, you have to make make bad. Well, you have to make choices and you have to sometimes yeah. risk things and sometimes you have to fail. And sometimes like we yeah. don't allow anybody to fail at art because whenever you fail, exactly. we just yes. you get ripped apart and it's like no, this is part of the process. Sometimes you're going right. to do that and that's okay. What do you you yeah. learn? You tried something, it didn't work, you learned to do it a different yeah. way, it might succeed that time. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally that's what art is. That's what creating is. That's what doing anything is. And yeah, exactly. You need to actually encourage people to experiment and, and try stuff and learn yeah. that way. And, and, you know. Unfortunately, we link it a little too much to economics and commerce, and then it becomes a... Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. Wait, we were trying to be positive this episode, right? Yeah. So here's some positive news. Uh, Chip Zdarsky finished his run on Daredevil uh, what, oh, last yeah. month. Oh, yeah. You could re- you could read his whole run of Daredevil now if you haven't picked it up. I if you're someone like me who who sort of fell off it halfway through, you can mm-hmm. jump back in because yeah. it's all there. You can read it all. I got I want to read it from the start. I should read it all together. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, you can you can read Final Crisis and you can be reminded that good things happen and that good always wins over evil because as I mentioned in our Final Crisis episode, Superman did sing the perfect song. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> and you know it's true because Grant Morrison wrote it. And the great the great thing is you can hear it. Hear it by reading that comic. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It's Grant Morrison just plunking on a guitar. And <laughs> Very badly. High as a kite. <laughs> it sucks to be you by Prozac. Sucks to be you. Oh. Prozac. Beautiful. Oh, it makes me feel I can hope again. Uh, just imagining it in my brain. And you can love again. Yeah. 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 What's another good thing? Another good thing. We've made over 500 episodes and you can access any of them. Probably stay away from the first 100. But you know what? You can access any of those other ones uh, anytime Mm -hmm. you like. Let's put those in the zero issues vault. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was like the Disney vault. Yeah. They're the big clamshell clamshell VHS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. When's that coming out of the vault? Never. When you yeah. give us money. Ooh, there's a plan. Now, art and commerce Ooh. together at last. Oh, no. This is art. This is commerce. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I like how commerce is, is neutered man from Orgasmo. <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas. I mean, didn't we all know yeah. it in our heart of hearts? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, who the hell are we? That's a hell of a question. I'll answer it first. Uh, my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check out the the things that I do on thekylelees.com or uh, thekylelees on Instagram. Both great places to find out what I'm doing. Uh, the best places. The best places to find out what I'm doing. Because <laughs> there's nowhere else. It's your Kyle Zone. Go to the Kyle Zone. Mm. 
Go to the Kyle Zone. Mm-hmm. Shit, now I gotta get the Kyle Zone. Oh, you better get on that quick. Because I just stole it. Just kidding. Thanks. Oh. Can I have it? Uh, we'll see. Who are you? Who are I'm you? Bri. I'm Bri. I'm Iconic. You? you can check out my comic at welcometohereafter.com. It's called Welcome to Hereafter. I'm having vivid, vivid imagination of like pages that I want to do very badly very soon. So do them. We want know, to see maybe. them. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, you can also find me on social media, mostly like Tumblr and Instagram, and uh, I don't know. You can type in B R Y K O T Y K, and maybe you'll find me. Nice. Mm. I am Merck. You can find me at uh, MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Merck on Facebook, Merck and Not Like Astronaut on Instagram. And another one last thing, one last good thing that I want to leave you with mm-hmm. is because yeah. I was just looking at like uh, on this platform of all the movies I've just recently watched. Uh, I just recently watched an old gem that I totally forgot even existed. Oh, no. Alec Baldwin as The Shadow. Oh, oh, yeah. It's so bad. It's good now. I, it was so fun to watch. It was dreadfully, yeah. horribly good, bad. Hmm. Yeah. Recommend. The messed up thing is I, if I, I, only had I the think choice. I might have that on either DVD or maybe VHS, even Blu-ray yeah. somehow from a pawn oh, shop. Nice. If I had to choose between The Shadow or Darkman, <gasps> oh. which one should I watch? Oh, I just... If only, I can only choose one. I mean... One of them put Sam the other Raimi. one in the vault. Yeah, Liam Neeson. So yeah, that's. Are you really? Yeah, I don't know that you can really compete with with Sam no, Raimi. No, that's hard you to can't do. Compete with. But you know, Sam Raimi has a little bit of a Sandman himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? what? Darkman. Who? Shadow. Next. Oh, next week. Oh, Kyle needs next to week. be reset. Bye. Get a get a paperclip. Put it in <laughs> Kyle's ear.